Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, the grand preview for the Brazilian Sprint Race Weekend. We're doing the preview on the Thursday this week as it is a Sprint Race Weekend. We'll be back tomorrow with the coverage of the qualifying. Saturday we're coming the Sprint Shootout and the Sprint Race. Sunday we'll have the race itself. Then Monday we'll have the driver ratings. So a whole lot of stuff coming up on the channel over the next few days so make sure to subscribe for all of that but right now it is the preview in this video we'll be going through some of the rumors and news of the last week in the world of f1 we'll be having a look at special helmet street and upgrade corner and of course making our predictions for the f1 weekend ahead but before that we must do this it's our new tradition here at the Stop and Go F1 uh, preview videos, and it is the trivia question of the week. So make sure you go in the comments and let me know the answer to this trivia question, which this week is, how many podiums did Martin Brundle achieve in his Formula One career? There is the trivia question. Answers in the comments. But let us get into the news and the biggest news story this week in the world of F1 was a rumour. And it's not even a rumour that can be named. It's the secretest rumour on the planet. Now, this came out after the Mexican weekend. It was uh, last uh, last Sunday, I'm sure it was, from... Uh, no, it actually came out on Monday. Monday morning. UK time, 17 minutes past 1 in the morning. And it has set the F1 world on fire. Now, if you aren't familiar with what I'm going on about here, I'm talking about an F1 journalist who goes by the name of Albert Fabriga. Now, I like him a lot. Uh, he's big on Twitter, and you can tell how good of a journalist he is by the fact that all of his tweets are in Spanish. Well, 9 out of 10 times he tweets in Spanish. But he has a very large following of English-speaking people because his stuff is that good. He's very good on a Thursday because he'll be down in the pit lane. He'll get loads of pictures for you. He'll get in. He normally gets the update forms before anyone else. So for real up-to-date news... He's always the, one of the guys I go to. I think he's absolutely fantastic. But this week, my opinion on him went ever so slightly down. So on Monday, he tweeted out this. It was in Spanish, but I'll read the English version. He said, I don't want to believe the rumour that they have told me now in the paddock. No. And now that Twitter has uh, views, we can see that that tweet has been viewed 116 million times so a lot of traction on this tweet here he hasn't said what it is even in the days following he's been tweeting a lot this weekend hasn't mentioned it will buxton did a quote tweet with some kind of weird gif on it as well so it looks like there is some kind of rumor going around and no one's saying what it is there there is of course speculation some of the speculation was alonso's leaving aston other speculation of Perez leaving Red Bull. Some connecting those two numbers together and saying Perez is leaving Red Bull to go to Aston and Alonso is leaving Aston to go to Red Bull. Others saying that Aston have been sold to the Saudis. Some saying F1 have been sold to the Saudis. There is rumours here, there and everywhere about what this is. There's rumours about what the rumour is. And they're coming from everywhere apart from the man who started the rumour. Now, what I'm going to say about this and generally about Albert uh, Fabriga is as an F1 journalist, 
you have a certain amount of credibility depending on what you say. And as I said, he's one of the good ones. So I think you've got to be careful with what you say. And I think what he did there was actually very bad journalism. Because if you hear a rumour like that, as a journalist, I think you should do one of two things. You either say what it is and report it, and report it as a rumour, say, rumour going round, this is happening, or you say nothing. Literally, he's done the worst thing. Because it leads to a hell of a lot of speculation. I haven't actually watched the press conferences today, but I saw that it was mentioned to Alonso and it was mentioned to Max as well. This whole rumour of, oh, is Checo leaving? Are you leaving Aston, Fernando? Are you going to Red Bull? And they don't need that because it's normally a load of rubbish. I imagine the social media managers of the teams and the drivers have had a hell of a week with people tweeting them all sorts of rubbish. So... What this has done, I mean, he has Twitter blue, so he's probably getting paid quite a bit for his interactions here this weekend, and maybe that was the pe- that was the point all along. But, yeah, this has done nothing good, really, here. So he should have just reported it as a rumour, or said nothing, because, it, yeah, it's not been great. But I do have good news, because I think i figured out what it is. I am... 99.9% sure I know what this rumour is here. And I am happy to share it with you right now. Because maybe this is something he heard last weekend, which was happening this weekend, which is an awful thing to happen. Because I've seen something that has happened this weekend, and let me tell you, it is an awful thing to happen. So... If you're on the YouTube, I'll put the image on the screen now because this was seen in the paddock today. Valtteri Bottas has shaved off his moustache. Now, I don't know anything more devastating personally than this news. I imagine and I hope he's doing some kind of Movember type thing to raise some money for for charity and by the end of the month it'll be back. But the loss of such a wonderful moustache, really has hurt the entire F1 world. So, I can see in a way why he didn't want to tweet out this, because it would cause quite a bit of distress. But, my goodness, Valtteri. What a moustache that was. Let's move on to some different news. And uh, move on now to news that Mike Elliott has resigned from his position at Mercedes and is now entering gardening leave. His position at Mercedes before he left was the chief technical officer. Now he has been in and around F1 for a very long time. He started out in McLaren in the year 2000. He would move to Renault in 2008. That would become uh, Lotus in 2012. At the end of 2012 he moved to Mercedes and he's been there ever since. So 11 years at Mercedes uh, going up through the ranks, uh, through uh, throughout the aerodynamicists. And um, I think Mike Elliott may have been a scapegoat in a way towards the end here. He took over as technical director in 2021 uh, to lead uh, the, the teams into the 2022 regulations. Of course, when Mercedes came out with the no-pods design. So 
maybe it was his idea. Maybe he was the guy pushing uh, the idea of the no pods. Of course, Mercedes have now abandoned that. So I think that is all connected there. Uh, I've seen mixed reactions from Mercedes fans because obviously they're not too happy with the no pods design. They're not too happy with how the Mercedes has been over the last few years. What you've also got to remember is that Mike Elliott has been instrumental in every Mercedes that's ever won a world title. As he joined in 2012, so every single one that has won a title, Mike Elliott has had his hands in. So it's I think it's mixed for a lot of uh, Mercedes diehards and the long term of long term fans because. Of course, he's a chief uh, principal of their success, but also of the downfall of the team up until now. But uh, I wish him the best of luck, and I'm sure he'll be back in and around Formula 1 somewhere else soon. And, uh, yeah, best of luck to him. Uh, we move across now to, you know, it's not there's no great news uh, this week. Uh, first spot is his moustache. Now Mike Elliott. And now there was a rumour going around this morning that Abu Dhabi was going to be cancelled due to the ongoing conflict between Israel and uh, Gaza. Uh, but that has now been played down and the race apparently will go ahead. I always thought, really, that um, there was no, there was not going to be any kind of... Um, uh, there was not going to be any chance of it being cancelled. Because we saw in Saudi last year that we could see the smoke of the of certain missiles going off from a practice session and the the race went ahead so i didn't see any risk of uh, the Abu Dhabi race being uh, going um being cancelled even with the the conflict between israel and palestine going on uh, as heated as that is so it looks like Abu Dhabi is going ahead no matter what and that is the end of the news for this week uh, we go now to special helmet street only a couple of them as we sit here right now of course it is a bit early within the week but we start with lewis hamilton who has brought this one along. Now, Lewis Hamilton, of course, has a big love for Brazil. Of course, his hero, Ayrton Senna, is a Brazilian national treasure. Uh, Lewis himself has now got a Brazilian citizenship, so uh, he is also loved by the Brazil fans. But this is the helmet he's brought along here, and it's kind of a mixture of his current design mixed with the influences from Senna's helmet design as well, with the green and the uh, yellow and a little bit of blue in there as well for him. Uh, and the green felt as well. I don't know if he has, I don't think Lewis still has the green felt in the in the side of the helmet, but that was always on a, a center design. So Lewis has brought it back for this one here. He's not the only one though, because there is also helmet designs from uh, Esteban Ocon. Now Esteban Ocon's helmet design here is more paying tribute to the Brazilian football team than anything else. Uh, if we see here, he's got Ocon Zinho, which is a reference to Ronaldinho. And it's very much in the colours, and that's very much the crest of the Brazilian football team, who I still think have the most World Cups ever. I think the fantastic Brazilian football team, many legends, Pele coming from Brazil as well. And yes, we can go on about Brazilian football for a long time, but I won't because I don't know what I'm talking about. We have no upgrade corner as we sit here right now because that uh, has not come out. That'll come out tomorrow. So it is quite a short preview for you this weekend. Won't be going 20 minutes, but we'll talk about predictions. And also predictions are very hard because we haven't seen any practice sessions. But here's what I'm going to say. I think uh, my first prediction is that I think Ferrari will continue their qualifying pace they had from Mexico. So I'm going to predict on Sunday we will have at least one Ferrari on the front row. And I think also on Sunday we will have no McLarens on the podium. 
for the first time in, I think, five races uh, in Mexico, we didn't have any McLarens on the podium. And I think we'll be seeing that again. I think for this race, uh, of course, Max is going to be on it. Lewis is normally always on it around this track as well. And I think the Ferraris might just edge out the McLarens here as long as we have quite a straightforward race, which, of course, we might not because Interlagos does always like to throw something up a little bit along the way. So that's my predictions. One Ferrari on the front row on Sunday and no McLarens on the podium. That is all we've got time for now on the preview here for this weekend. As I said, we'll be back next, uh, back tomorrow for qualifying reactions, Saturday for all your sprint stuff, Sunday for the race, and Monday for driver uh, ratings. So all that and more to come. It's a very exciting time. Until then, though, have a good one. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>